The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Uh, pass the hole. See if they can get it to spare. Not going to come enough. And Spain has its first U.S. Open champion. I'm a big believer in karma, and after what happened a couple weeks ago, uh, I stayed really positive, knowing big things were coming. I didn't know what was going to be, but I knew we are coming to a special place. I know I got my breakthrough win here, and it's a very special place for my family. And the fact that my parents were able to come, I got out of COVID protocol early. I just felt like the stars were aligning, and I knew my best goal was to come. And I have a hard time explaining what just happened because I can't even believe I made the last two putts and and I'm the first Spanish ever to win a U.S. Open. Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports? See, and yes, he is. And man, some interesting stuff this weekend. Some interesting basketball, some interesting golf, some hockey, and what about your Astros? Let's do it. It's a Monday on the Blitz. Diabolical. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And The Blitz is on for a Monday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe. With me, Fred Fowler, the Falcon, A.J. Hoffman, the short-timer, Aaron Rabel, the Voldemort. Do you want to get in today? 713 780 ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message. Aaron will read it. Twitter is at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R. At AJ is the real. At Aaron is blitzed. At Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. And it is a Monday. Hope everybody had an awesome weekend. Let's have some fun today. What's going on, Hoffman? Happy Father's Day, Fred. Yeah, happy belated Father's Day to you, yeah, too. I'm sure you did. And to all the fathers out there, happy Father's Day. I, I, I think I forgot on Friday that it was Father's Day weekend. Yeah. Normally, I would have told you that on Friday, but I don't know. I think I was just... Like, to me, Friday is a bigger holiday than Father's Day. Uh, Didn't I tell you guys that as we signed off? Maybe you did. Maybe, but, but I think both of us were checked out by Yeah, then. we're out of here. But, like, listen, at <laughs> 6.55 on Friday, we're done. Like, you you probably sounded like Charlie Brown's teacher to us. Womp, 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 womp. Yes, yeah, like, yes, Aaron. It's like people womp, try womp, to... Womp, womp, yeah. womp, Yes, Aaron. Womp, 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 womp. It's like when people try to talk to me on the way out after a show on yeah. Friday, and, uh-uh. and then they think I'm mad at them because I'm just like, <laughs> dude, it's Friday, I'm out of here. Um, but yeah, so that it was. Uh, well, if you didn't know it was Father's Day, they damn sure reminded you every five seconds on the golf coverage. I watched zero minutes of Sunday's golf coverage. I did occasionally check in on my phone and say. Why is Matthew Wolf dropping a stroke on every hole now? What's going on here? What 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 did he? What's he done? Um, but I did see, I, and I didn't even tally up the scores, but I saw that you had the champion, and I, I saw I saw you also had five golfers make the cut. I only had four, right? So I was like, I I could I only had I didn't have any wiggle room. And uh, Joaquin Neiman was never really very good. He was like he hovered around that plus three or four all tournament. And I I had a good feeling when you won when Rom won, and I saw Kepka was my best score at minus two, and then Casey at minus one. I was like, that ain't gonna cover that plus four that I got sitting down there at the bottom. So, congratulations, Freddie boy. You've um, you are a U.S. Open champion. Uh, I am not going to win the Grand Slam this year. I, I thought, I, I thought it was inevitable, but uh, but what are you going to do? Yeah, I, I knew I was in pretty good shape, and at one point when it was DeChambeau and Rom up there, I'm like, oh, this is over. And then DeChambeau decided to choke like a dog. I was fortunate that some of my lesser lights, like Molinari and Cantlay, just managed to get yep. in it even in plus one, and so yeah. maybe even more importantly. 
I had a battle with Tyler over a T-shirt between Paul Casey and Scotty Scheffler. Ooh, that actually came down the wire. Well, it, they tied, but at, when we made the bet, I said, if it's a tie, I win because the shirt's already mine, so I win. So there it sucks go. for you, Tyler. That's my shirt now. Prime worth more than 20 bucks you lost. That's right. So there's that. But, uh, man, the, the only thing that was kind of irritating, and I watched a lot of it, yeah, I I watched a lot of sports this weekend. I, I went out Saturday for a bit because they had that that brew fest at East End Backyard. Yes. It was really good. Um, you know what I had for the first time that I got to do a shout out for anal sex. Uh, no, that's not wouldn't be a first. Come on. Um, but Lone Pint has a uh, a white stout. Yeah, I'd never had it before. Yep, really good. So uh, yeah, True Anomaly was there. A whole bunch of you know our buddies from Carbach had the ranch water all over the place. So. Went and did that, but the rest of the time, man, I just sat there and flipped between golf, some of the basketball games that were actually pretty good for a change, uh, the hockey playoffs were amazing, and the Astros, and just, I sported out all weekend. That's but, a good time. But the golf coverage started getting to me after a while, and where, like, I, I don't know that I've watched that much in a while, but here's what I learned. 13 years ago, Tiger Woods won on this course. Oh, really? And you couldn't go 10 minutes without making some kind of reference to it. Uh, and it was just like, come on, guys. I, I get it by now. All right. you know. Oh, this this putt's almost the same place Tiger was 13 oh, years God. ago. And it's like, oh, shut up, guys. Come on. I'm trying to I'm trying to beat AJ here. I'm trying yeah. to get John Rahm to come through. I'm trying to get DeChambeau. <laughs> hey, that. Yeah, I, don't, I don't care about 13 years ago with Tiger. As I looked, I started to kind of delve into um, how everyone was doing. It seems like... Around the turn on Sunday, the guys who didn't think they were in contention just started like hacking at the ball. That's yeah, like, let's go party. Yeah, they want to get out of here. You know what? What what's the difference between plus four and plus nine? Really? I mean, come on, let's let's go swing it. And Bryson was one of those guys. He's like, yeah. if I ain't winning, I don't care. And he, and I, even though I'm sure there is a pretty good pay gap between you know finishing tenth and. 25th or whatever he finished uh he just he wasn't too concerned about that i don't think no because i don't think the money matters to him that much i mean for a guy like that he's trying to win and once he choked it away it's like okay i don't really care but the other thing that that they would not shut up about it's like early in the day before even the the best guys had teed off some guy makes a save to stay plus one he goes that could be a huge shot later in the day no, stop. Stop trying to make everything so important. Well, we, we know you guys have to try to make it interesting. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. The the two guys at the top, Ron, Ron and uh, Oosthausen, who I, John told me to take him. I should have taken yeah. him. I should have taken him. That's my big mistake. Um, I, I took Tony Finau instead, who I think like missed the cut at plus 40. Um, but though, but those two guys were six under, five under, and then it felt like nobody else was even really close. I guess that there was one guy that was three under. I'd, I'd never even heard of the guy. I think it was Harry Styles or something. Uh, and then everybody else was two under or worse. So there was a pretty like it was a pretty competitive field. Yeah, the, especially about midday on Sunday, where you got a whole bunch of guys were within a couple strokes. It was basically just. What what happened on the last day? For, and again, this is just from what I read, and and I, did, I didn't watch any of this. And and what I was looking at, like the uh, looking at their their scores for the day, it looked like either Ustazen, who I mean, he was par on Sunday, which I guess isn't it's technically not choking away a lead, right? It was either he choked away a lead, or Rom just played the round of his life on Sunday, one or the other. And that ended up being the difference in the tournament. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think I, I enjoyed watching the whole damn thing on Sunday because there were so many swings. But by the end, there it just looked like, yeah, it, he's got it. He's got it in his head because he went through a stretch earlier. We're like, oh, he's not. He's missing some shots he shouldn't miss, and then almost everybody went through it. Like going into Sunday, what was Ustazen's lead? He was tied. Just one three way tie. Oh, right? okay, okay. With, like the Canadian kid who disappeared. Uh, somebody else who completely disappeared. I can't remember. I can't remember who else was up there, but they were names you would probably draw a line through. Yeah. When the day started, just like, hey, good job making it to Sunday at five hundred. Oh, Russell Henley. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, I, I mean, I, lo- McKin- I loved McKin- his version. Russell of Henley of and Mackenzie Hughes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, 
it was so of the of the real he was the only real contender that seemed like he like it was probably his tournament to lose. I don't know if what the betting odds were Sunday morning, but he was probably a favorite, right? Because he's like an actual good golfer who was had a healthy lead yeah. over other good golfers. Yeah, and then like basically everybody else who finished in in you know near the top of the leaderboard was under par on Sunday, and he was par. Yeah, and Rom was so far under par that well, he beat him by a stroke and birdied the first two holes and got into a, a, a rhythm and then slowed it down a little bit in the middle, but it came on strong at the end. And you know, hey guys, let, let's let's try to let's try not to have sucky texts all day today. The first one, Tiger hater, you realize no one cares about the sport unless Tiger is in it. He makes the sport. Yeah, that's 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 all fine and dandy. He wasn't there. Quit trying to remind me of thirteen years ago. If he was there, then I would care about it. That's a, that's a good way to start the week off with a really dumb text. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, so he said at least 1.5 people were tied at minus four. It was anyone's at that point. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the, that was cool. You know, because really all it would take was for you know, somebody to get a couple holes in a row, and then you're like, whoa, they've, they've got some separation. But it was fun. So, but more importantly, let's, let's get the important scores, Aaron. Let's lay them out for the people. Let's let them know how this turned out. You mean you have them right there. Oh, well, I, I know, but this is kind of your thing. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make you feel important. I'm trying to make him feel important. It hurts. Oh, come on. I've lost a lot of money. I've lost an entire month's pay now between three tournaments. (laughs) Oh, stop. Uh, Well, on Fred's team, we had Wait, wait, wait. You got to start with first runner up. Okay. The first runner up. (laughs) First runner up would be myself. On no, my team. I think I'm the first runner-up. No, you're up, the runner-up. You're the runner-up. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're doing this like a beauty pageant. Yeah. Uh, I had... You could also just say in last place. Yeah, well, I was trying to, I'm trying to be nice. It's kind of like <laughs> your less accomplished team. I'm trying to be nice and say... You know. In dead last, getting my ass kicked was my team. We had Jordan Spieth at two over. Colin Morikawa, two under, who was actually in good shape until the last five or six holes yesterday and then imploded. Patrick Reed was two over as well. Adam Scott effed me again at five over. Matt Kuchar didn't even make the damn cut. Ooh. And Dylan Fratelli was seven over for the tournament. He was actually up there for a little while on Saturday and then failed miserably. Yep. Uh, I mean, at least Patrick Reed on Sunday kind of got you back into it competitive. Like, you were you were well, I had way him out. And, and Morikawa, who were looking good. And Spieth like, oh, Spie- hey, came on a little bit early on Sunday, too. Yep. Uh... When you average out my four scores, or you total up my top four scores, I was still seven over par mm. for the week. Mm. Sad. In where would that have put you on the leaderboard? That's a good question. Like top fifteen? No, tie t forty six. Oh, okay. would be. You would have tied with Dylan Fratelli. Eh, hey, look at that, my guy on my <laughs> team. Uh, in runner up, we have AJ's team. With Brooks Kepka going two under for the day, or for the for the week, Tony Finau didn't make the cut. Paul Casey was one under. Joaquin Neiman finished four over for the oh, tournament. Joaquin. Matthew Wolf was good Thursday, Friday imploded Saturday, Sunday Gross. one over. Yeah, actually, and, it was Sunday when he imploded because he was actually at one point AJ was in real good shape with Kepka and Wolf against my two guys. Yeah. So, not that I was keeping up or anything. Wolf freaking blew it. And uh, Chan Kim also did not make the cut for AJ's team. AJ is the only team that didn't have two guys make the cut. But when you take the four scores that matter, because we get to cut the top, the bottom two, AJ finished two over par for the week. It's a solid finish. It was a tough course. Yeah, it was. Uh, and, and two overs is T nineteen. So that's, that's, that's better than that's better than Bryson DeChambeau. That's a top twenty finish. And uh, finally, our winner and champion of the U.S. Open, Bryson DeChambeau on Fred's team went three over for the round or for the uh, for the tournament. John Rahm, of course, your winner, six under. Patrick Cantlay, well, he can barely get above par. One over. Christian, it'll, it'll still get him laid. Christian Bazidin Hoot went. Four over for the tournament. But his score did not count thanks to... You get to drop your bottom two. Francesco Molinari. Who finished at even par for the tournament. Yeah, and of he, course, Henrik Stenson also did not make the damn cut. Bezudenhut blew it on the last day. Yeah, he was, he like was pretty a, solid I, know, I was like, week. dude, this guy's going to be my fourth guy. How about that? And then not so much. When no. we total up Fred's score, 
He is two under for the entire U.S. Open and our 2021 Blitz U.S. Open champion. And here, here's why here's why Fred deserves it. A, a he, I mean, he picked the winner, which is that's that's big. But B, the the one guy who didn't make the cut for him was his very last pick. That's how it's supposed to work. Like, yeah, you know, I, I my second pick missed the cut. That that screws you. you know, what do you? You don't deserve to win. So Tony Finau, you're dead to me. I'm done with you. You'll never be on my team again, ever. Honestly, when I'm picking Davis Cup this year, you're not you're not playing with me, Bubba. Zero chance. When we still have one one left, the British Open. It's just the Open, uh, the Open Championship. Excuse Thank me. Thank you. And and it'll be known as Aaron's last chance at redemption. So, or how, AJ can think about what might have been. Or I could just say, ah, well, we split the I, I wonder if I just roll over now. And I just, I mm. mean, now that I, it, it's like a, you know, what, what, it's like the, the triple crown. If you if you win the, the Kentucky Derby, then you lose that next one. Do, do we even care about the third race? Like, is yeah. anyone paying attention at that point? No. All righty. We are going to take a very quick break. Please don't go anywhere. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. All right, let me tell you guys about Allstate. Allstate windows and siding. You want a company that not only has great rates. Well, Allstate is that. You want the best rate, you call Allstate. But you, they've also just got a fantastic product and, and a fantastic uh, experience as a customer. Here's the deal. Basically, they're going to come out and they're going to... They're going to show you their product. If you if you're into it, they're going to measure all your windows. They're going to let you customize how you how you want your windows to look. They're going to say, "All right, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with your windows." They're going to come back and boom, installation quick, easy. They clean everything up. It looks like they were never there, except all of a sudden your 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 house has beautiful windows. My wife was thrilled with the process. I was thrilled with the process. We saved twenty five percent off the top, just because we're listeners to this show. How about that? Uh, and you, I also saved a little extra money because I'm a veteran. I saved some extra money because I paid all cash up front. Those discounts are available to everyone. Uh, and it, it, the, I'm saving 40% on my electric bill. Just a great deal. 832-204-1936 or allstatesidingandwindows.com. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. That ball's driven deep to left field. Carlos Correa! His dad threw out the first pitch on Father's Day, and Correa hits home run number 14 on the season. And we are back on The Blitz. And we're going to try something new today because um, for some reason, like the very beginning of the show, the Monday Twitch guys are all two or text guys are all Tuesday texters. Uh oh. So we're just going to do Twitch for the first hour. And, and if you guys can redeem yourself, then we'll bring you back. Otherwise, we don't need you today because we got plenty to talk about, including your Astros, which, uh, Man, I remember last week when in Fuego right now when we when we did the power rankings and I'm like I thought eight was too low. Yeah, especially because they were behind the Red Sox. Yep. Well, guess where USA Today has them today? Un uno yep. numero uno. They moved up seven spots, which I think is a little bit much. But hey, you just swept one of the teams that uh, that you was saying was better than the Astros. Yeah. So, uh, which I I think the I'll say what I said last week. I think this team's going to be able to play with anybody in the American League. That doesn't mean they're going to win, but you give me a team that has playoff success, which they have, and the kind of lineup they have, where they actually got better with Bregman out of the lineup. Yep, because Toro went went nuts, and the Texans are going to want him back. But that little <laughs> dude was uh uh got the guys that they put in there were effective, and. Really, the only sweat they had was Friday night, and that was a hell of a pitch game on both sides. Yeah. And the rotation looked good. I I got no complaints. And now you've gotten through what, on paper, is the tough part of the schedule. Of the, It was like, a what, a 12-game stretch where you were playing yeah, yeah, a, we did. a bunch of Orioles and Tigers and Rangers. It's like the, a real weak spot in the schedule now. So they can they, – they finally, finally have tied the A's for first in the division – 
Which, which is, which is saying a lot about the A's because they have just won seven they in a row, really well, and they're playing at a high level, and they just now caught them. But this is a this is a chance for the Astros to maybe get some separation between them and, and Oakland uh, because they now they because they won the the tough games in that schedule. Now they've got a chance to really uh, to really shine. So good, really great weekend for the Astros, and and they're in good shape right now in, for the next week or so. Getting relatively health, healthy with the pitching staff now, which uh, which is a big boost because now you've got starters that can go a little bit farther, which puts less pressure on that horrible bullpen, and you know suddenly it doesn't look as bad when you don't have to use it as much. So, uh, and, and they're hitting the ball all over the place. So, I'm uh, you know, I I feel pretty good about this team as we get closer to July first, where I can really tell what they. I think by now, I have a pretty good idea. I think they can play with anybody in the American League. I don't know that in a seven-game series they could beat the Dodgers or the Padres, but I don't know that they couldn't. As long as they keep playing like this, sure. And you know, and and Fromber is not a an illusion. If Fromber's really what he's shown us through the short season last year, the playoffs, and now this, you got your guy at the top of the rotation, and it ain't Zach Greinke. Yeah. So I have a hard time calling him uh, like. I remember a couple of weeks ago when I think it was John was like the Astros have an ace, Fromber's an ace, and like the word ace, I feel like that's that's saved for guys like Garrett Cole and stuff Justin like that. Verlander. Yeah, and I don't know if he's that yet, but he's certainly the best guy in your rotation, and on a team where they don't really have a guy that you say this is our game one guy, I, I think he's he's certainly their game one guy. Like Going into the season, I was like, who's their number one guy? And and he's their number one guy. He has to be. Well, I, I don't want to throw water on it here, but it, when you think of an ace, you think of a guy like Verlander who's done it year after year after year. Yes. That's and, what I mean. and it's a good sign that Fromber's done it this long, yeah. that maybe he has developed into that guy. And if so... Then yes, he's he's your one. And, and I'm not saying he can't ever be what I consider an ace. I just think the track record for me isn't extensive enough to go. Yeah, that, that's well, a guy who he's pitching like one right now. Sure. but let's see if you keep it going. A lot of guys do that, but I I sure like what I see. He looks like a a different pitcher. He's looked like yep. he's figured some things out, and you know now we'll see. What you know how you know why? Because when he broke his finger, we all prayed really hard. We thought and we prayed really hard. And, uh, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, and turned out, oh, mm. all those thoughts and prayers, those T's and P's, turned him into, it gave him a super finger, and now look at him. You're welcome. How selfish are we? We didn't even do it for the Texans. Um, uh, thoughts and prayers for the ear humper, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he needs them. So. Shout out to the fish. <laughs> yeah, You know what? That, I guess there's there's more lawsuit stuff where saying the NFL hasn't talked to Deshaun, but otherwise there's nothing, nothing new with Deshaun now. So there's no point in even, and I'm just curious. And I, and I'll ask this to the, the Twitchers and the uh, Twitterers, not the texters. Um, do you even care about what happens with Deshaun Watson at this point? Because it's, there's clearly nothing that's going to be a positive impact on the Texans. I mean, if you're an Eagles fan, are you hoping maybe you take a gamble on him or something? It's just, does anybody care? Here's why, I, and to, the short answer is no, I don't care. But here's why I don't care, because I don't care what happens to the Texans right now. So if if you are a person who still has hope for the Texans as an organization, A, that sucks for you, but B, you you have to care now because if he's on the if he's on the exempt list, the Texans are on the hook for his money. Yeah, but it's not your money. What does it matter? I mean, it basically, he's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. He, he's not playing for you ever again, and at some point, you'll trade him for something. But also, if he's on the exempt list, you can't trade him. Like, there's no... Not until they clear that up, but I mean, he's, he's not getting traded before next year at this point anyway. More than likely, no. I mean, I, I just don't see anybody willing to do it, so... Yeah, I don't care what happens to him. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not worried about it. I, I think his time as a Texan is over. Um, and I, I think that's actually a pretty mutual decision. I don't, I don't think either one wants anything to do with the other anymore. Uh, it's just a matter of what they can get for him. If, if eventually they can get something for him. And a lot of that depends on how his legal stuff shakes out. Yeah. Or whatever else he shakes out. But, mm-hmm. um, I, I do think 
you know, as far as this year goes, I just I I don't see any unless something happens and then it matters. But I mean, are we really going to break down every lawsuit? You know, say, oh, well, this one says he air humped, and this one, yeah, says he, no I mean, thanks. I, I just don't think people care that much about it. I think I think Texans fans moved on, and I think unless you're a team that might want him, a fan of that team, I I, I don't see anybody being that interested. But I'm just curious. I'm, that's why I'm asking. Because if people really are interested, then you know we'll find some way to keep beating the dead horse, as it were, or not beating it is probably where the problem came from. So, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN is your number seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. And guys, maybe you heard a little squeak in your brakes. Maybe you haven't yet, but you haven't had them changed now in a while. You haven't had those pads changed or anything. You know what? Go to newbrakes dot com. N u b r a k es.es.com mention espn you're going to get 10 percent, and they're a mobile brake repair service they come to you so you don't have to go to a shop and sit around and wait you have to go to a dealer and sit around and wait you save 20 to 50 percent off of what you would pay at those places anyway and they'll come do it at your house or your work and you're going to get a 24 month twenty four thousand mile warranty and they're great people tons of great yelp reviews tons of great reviews from the blitzers who all say the same thing i'll never use anybody else when i need my brakes done and if you go to the website, you're going to get a transparent, surprise-free repair quote, and they're going to reach out to you within a couple of minutes to learn more. So go to newbreaks.com. That's N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. Mention ESPN to get 10% off your service and do business with great people, and they love doing business with the Blitzers. That's newbreaks.com, N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com, newbreaks.com. And I keep it at my dog's place. Girl, I left you love it, magic, not saw shade. Still going bad on you anyway. ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Real fun sports. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. 713-780-ESPN is your number if you want to get in today. Take some calls. A couple other things to get to. Let's talk a little bit about your guy Ben Simmons. The hell was that? Oh, well, listen. I, I think Ben Simmons is maybe catching some some unfair heat because he ain't the only reason the Sixers no. blew that thing. No, they they no, blew no. big leads in multiple games. Yeah, it, it ain't all his fault. But for you, you got a guy who's making that kind of dough. And he shrinks in those moments. That's rough, and I I don't know. But I'll I'll say this: somehow trading Ben Simmons away isn't going to make the Seventy Sixers suddenly a better team no. or make them win the team. Like you can you can put all the blame you want on him. That's fine. And, and I'm not trying to defend him. I'm just saying the Sixers' problems go deeper than what Ben Simmons is, and. It's uh, it it was an extremely passive approach by him offensively, obviously, uh, in this series overall. Not what you want from your biggest stars, but again, a lot of the a lot to me, a lot of the problems for Philly go to the other side of the ball where he's one of your stronger players. Uh, I I don't know, I I don't I don't know what they can do. It feels to me like we have some of the biggest playoff chokers of the last few years have all gotten here. And so, I mean, the Bucks, Jim, got, are uh, you talking about Jim? Mm-hmm. Are you talking about Jim? No, I haven't got to him yet. Okay. But we'll, we'll start with the, the Bucks have been perennial playoff chokers. Oh, yeah. But then they run into Jim. That's KD him. did everything he could. To, he did. Uh, except not step on the line. Um, but that when that's another one. There's some perennial playoff chokers who have made it to the next round. So I'm kind of like the last of the real chokers. They even got the Clippers. Yeah. But then they played a team that always chokes too, the Jazz. Yeah. So it, and it, now they're playing another team that always chokes, the Suns. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's hard to say that because the Suns haven't been good in so long. 
Well, I mean, I mean, if you want to go back to the D'Antoni son, sure. Sure, but I mean, neither is the Jazz. The Jazz haven't been like this. I mean, this is like three or four years, and they've been in the playoffs, and they always lose in the first round. Well, but typically they're usually a team, the, usually a Jimbo Harden. They're and a that's team even that's, worse. They're a team that should lose in the first round more often than not. They're True. usually, but this team was they had expectations. They were the one seed. Yeah, that yeah. that's a choke job. Um, well, that's just what you're supposed to do when you're Utah. I guess so. That's what happens. But listen, I, I to me. There's new blood, and I'm for it. Um, I am too. I, I'm I'm actually excited about the Hawks being in there. Yeah, that's uh that's another one where wow, you know, where the hell did they come from? But Trey Young's been what James Harden's supposed to be in the playoffs. Yep. So well, and what Damian Lillard's supposed to be, and yeah. you know, a bunch of a bunch of these guys are supposed to be. But um, I wanted I wanted to get into the the Nets game. Okay, let's do. And th- if this isn't and I know it's easy for me to say this because I'm a James Harden hater. I have been since I, I hated James Harden before hating James Harden was cool. I hated James Harden when all of you used to get really mad at me because I was a hater, and I was I, like I I was somehow against Houston. You know what? I'm I'm going to dispute that a little bit. There were a lot of people who did agree with you. There was just a very vocal minority. That, uh, that's that, probably yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, what you saw from James Hart, and I get, I understand James Harden's hurt. He's hurt. Okay. I, I, I'm not, I'm not denying that fact, but you saw what Kevin Durant, what he, what he did in that game to try to try and carry them to a victory. He was fantastic. Kevin Durant's not my, he's not my favorite player in the whole world, but he, you, you credit where it's due. I mean, he took over a game and said, "You know what? I, I'm going to do everything I can to keep this team from losing," and almost did it. Almost did it. And when you're, when you, when you've done that and you've taken 35 shots, 35 shots, and you put up what? How many points did he? 48 points. And you come down that floor in OT, and it's like, oh boy. This is it for all the marbles. And you say, you know what? I'm tired. I'm beat down. I'm going to pass it off to James. This is why I've got another superstar on this team. And James Harden catches that ball, and it's like a hot potato. It's like, what? Not me, Bubba. Passes it back to KD. I said, what? I mean, obviously... It's maybe it's different. I probably feel differently about it. And yeah, you know what? Not probably. It's certainly different if the shot from KD goes in. But KD airballs it. To me, KD airballing it is not the story at that point. No. It's that James wanted absolutely nothing to do with that moment. He had, he wanted absolutely nothing to do with. Either you know he because it to me it's because he knew that it wasn't it wasn't going and listen this is what James is I think James often knows it ain't going but he's chucking it anyway yeah because typically this is why he's such a great regular season player he he eventually he'll shoot enough that enough go in that you go oh he scored thirty five points I mean sure it was on like two of fourteen from three but hey he got his points in that moment. If he takes that shot and misses, it's another absolute playoff failure for James Harden. James Harden knew if I pass the ball to KD and he misses, that's a Kevin Durant failure. (laughs) If he hits it, hey, I'm still hanging in here, but I'm in the Eastern Conference Finals. That moment is exactly why I'm... Out on James. I've been out on James forever. I, I I think he is a loser. He is a loser because of what he did in that. And it's not like, you know, there's people who uh, w- would give LeBron grief because, and really, I mean, there's people who would have given Michael Jordan grief if guys like Steve Kerr and John Paxson don't hit the shots that that he got them because in the big moment, you can sometimes you defer. Sometimes the 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 smarter thing to do with the ball is let someone besides the superstar take that shot. And it, it, if LeBron had done that, he would have taken a lot of heat for it, a lot of heat. 
and LeBron wouldn't have been passing. I mean, unless somehow Anthony Davis was there, LeBron wouldn't have been passing to anyone with near the resume that James Harden has. James Harden had that chance, or that Kevin Durant has. James Harden, I, I get he's passing it back to Kevin Durant, but the reason why KD gave it up is he was out of gas. He'd done everything. You knew he'd done everything he could. And James was like, no, nah, man, you'd take it anyway. I, I, to me, that's the epitome of what, what, a, what, what James Harden is as a player. He is a loser, and that's why I've said for years and years, this dude is not a champion. He will not, he will not, I've always said he won't be a champion. Like if, if he's the best player on the team, he can't be the best player on a championship team. I'm starting to think he's just, cause he's always going to be at least the second best player on a team. I'm just starting to think he can't, he's not the guy. He's not a guy that you want. If you're going to be a champion. If Kyrie's the one there instead of Harden, Kyrie shoots the ball. Kyrie shoots the ball. Now mind you, if Kyrie's there, KD and James haven't both probably they haven't both played fifty three minutes right. at that point fifty two minutes, but they had. I think the uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think I think the Nets got twenty bench minutes in that game mm. twenty. Well, which that, is tough. It's also part of the problem with how the team is is built because we Rockets fans saw this when you had essentially Harden and Westbrook or Harden and Paul, and you 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 couldn't get another guy. You wouldn't have any depth because Eric Gordon's on there. Basically. Yeah. He has to be your third guy. And we see this now with the Nets. Those guys get hurt, and suddenly it's KD and a hobbled Harden and a bunch of homeless. And, and like Blake Griffin, who yeah. scraped off the heap. Blake Griffin, who played 40 minutes in that game. Hmm. 40 minutes. Now, mind you, his 40 minutes were a lot better than, than James's time out on the court. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and I know people want to make excuse for Harden being hurt, but you know why are you out there for forty minutes if it's that bad? Just curious. Let's see what yeah. let's see what Marcus has to say. What's up, Marcus? Well, what up, gentlemen? AJ, man, um, hate to see you go, but uh, on the green of passion, my first time calling in since you've been since you announced it. But uh, real quick, man, um, you know I played basketball for pretty much all my life, and uh, and watching Harden, what you what you say, you have a point to it, and I think. Anytime you would have said that prior to this uh, tournament, I mean, this uh, playoff series, you would have been 100% spot on because we've seen Harden just disappear in the final seconds, final minutes, whatever, of a playoff game. He's done it all in a regular season, but as soon as he gets to the playoffs, it seems like he shrinks. But that game, Harden, I wouldn't have, me watching the game, I wouldn't have wanted Harden to take that shot because one, he was off as heck. And then secondly, he looked like he couldn't get no lift. He looked like he couldn't move half the time. And I know if, you, if you're hurt, you should be on a bench. You shouldn't be out in the game. But I was saying they don't need to have him out there. Put somebody at least that can move. So if I'm Harden, I keep the ball up too because I know I can't even make a, 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 a move to even make a shot. So it's like, dude, get the ball up. That's all I'm saying. I guess. I, but then I guess my, 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 my thought is – if, if KD, if KD's giving up the ball to me, because KD knew what James was, he knew how limited James was. If KD gave up the, the ball in that situation, he was out of gas because KD is not passive. K, I mean, obviously, the way he played that right. game, KD knew he had to carry him. But I think KD was so out of gas because he was just it was max effort that entire game. I, I think that. I think that he knew I can't, I can't, I can't make this shot. Right, but in in that case, you know, to Marcus's point, maybe Harden knew that too, and and that's your only options. I guess so. And so, I mean, I I I get where he's coming from with that. I would just say, in the context of having seen Harden's entire postseason career, that doesn't surprise me. But I I, I totally get his point that if he he knew he knows he's not going to make it. And, you know, Katie thinks he's gassed. Okay, let James take it. James thinks I'm, I'm gassed. I've been out here just as much, man, and I got one leg. That's true. So I, I, I totally get that. Uh, but it is a microcosm of his playoff career, no question. And I honestly, you love to see it. <laughs> I, I, I didn't, I mean, I, there, was, there was no part of me that was going, man. I saw your kid rooting for the Nets. What the hell was that? Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with him. He was like, <laughs> He likes Kevin Durant a lot. He's like, I don't care about, I don't care about James Harden. I don't care about Kyrie. I just like KD. And I was like, all right, 
I was, but he was still actively cheering for them, and so it made me get in his face a little bit when they lost. And that I wrote on him a little bit. All right, I got to tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy. It's the best new place to play fantasy sports. Uh, I was on a call with them today and kind of going through their their software, and it's just a really cool spot. Uh, they've got some. They've got a really they, obviously best ball is where they're at. That's what their big deal is. They do the best ball format. Uh, you basically you you draft a team at the beginning of the season, and you know we're getting closer to football season. You draft a team, and that's it. You just leave it, and they're gonna you're gonna get the best points from your lineup every week. You don't have to set your lineup every week. It's just you don't have to worry about your best guy being on the bench one week. Or you, you made a bozo call. It's just playing GM. You're not playing head coach. You're just playing GM, and. They've got a huge tournament, $25 to enter, uh, over $3.5 million in total prizes. And if you if you sign up right now and use the promo code RADIO, you'll get a free $25. That's what the entry costs to the big best ball tournament that's going to get you a, a, a first place gets a million dollars. Why wouldn't you try this? They've got a lot of other cool things uh, on, the, on this thing. I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you more about it tomorrow. Uh, check it out, though. Sign up today with promo code RADIO. And get that free $25. Underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. Terms and conditions apply. Listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz 713-780 ESPN. Uh, sometimes it's the smallest victories that are the best, right? <laughs> the, the the Twitchers know what we're talking about here, but AJ had a bet with Tyler golfer for golfer bet. And if they tied, AJ got the shirt. Yeah. So the best part is Tyler's mad about it. Yeah, that's the, that, that's the part that makes it golden to me is because uh, we had a deal that if my golfer beat his golfer, I got the shirt. If his beat mine, I, he got the shirt. But I said, because the guy had given me the shirt the four, from our Four Roses event the other day, and there was only one XL. And Tyler said, I want that shirt. I said, all right. And we both picked a golfer. I said, if it's a tie, it's mine, though, because the shirt was mine to begin with. I gave him a chance at it. I gave him a shot. And he's very upset that I won the shirt. He threw the shirt at me. He said, you could buy whatever shirt you want. I said, I can, but why would I when I have this shirt? And you know me, Fred. If I, if somebody's salty, yeah, it's all the sweeter for me. Oh, yeah. that that That's why whenever you like beat my ass in the first two golf tournaments, I'm just like, good job, good job, because <laughs> I know if I'm if I'm uh, salty about it, it's going to get worse. Yep, you know, and that way I knew that when I finally won one, yeah, you know, I, I I could be the better man. Mm-hmm. I, I could take the high road and not not talk about how superior my guys were because they really weren't. <laughs> Came down to a few <laughs> few bad shots by a couple guys there at the end, but um, long shots. He probably would have rubbed his balls on the shirt. I would, except it's in a bag. It's in a bag. It's in plastic. It's and, COVID times. Yeah, we, we don't do that. Yeah, plus in, in the COVID verse, you can't do those things anymore. No, it's not. It's not nice anyway. Even I would have wore it all day Sunday and then given it to you. Today. Oh, and, and sweated it and not washed it. Yeah, then, then AJ wouldn't have taken it. No, because that kind of stuff, he'd be like, "Oh, that's just gross." Give me, give me some good beer instead. <laughs> but uh, so today's the first day that they're checking. Apparently, I, and I, I did not go and bet all the overs I should have, but I kind of figured Vegas is going to adjust for that. And it sure seems like a lot of these guys may have already stopped doing it. Maybe White Sox pitchers, just asking, because <laughs> uh, they sure they sure didn't uh, do much to stop the Astros this weekend. No, and it, listen, and I saw somebody on Twitter complaining that oh the the, the Astro the White Sox their pitchers look good, the ball's moving, yet the Astros are still hitting it. I think the Astros must be cheating again. Who said that? I forget what the guy's name. Some random scrub hey, dub that. on Twitter. Some White Sox head. Oh, like, God. Dude, that's the lamest. Just uh, maybe, maybe take your it's medicine, because Bubba. Your, your pitchers quit putting Deshaun juice on their balls. Then that's why the Astros were hitting them. Take, maybe, maybe you're the cheaters. Just take your medicine, Bubba. Yeah. That's it. 
eat my balls. Yeah. Where they have sticky substances around on them. <laughs> Just eat them. Eat them. So there. God, I, people, it, 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 this is never going away, is it? Mm, and they're, I, they're never gonna, even though even though we know that everybody else cheated, even though we know that now we're talking about a different cheating scandal that involves every one of your teams, by the way, including the Astros. You can't tell me the Astros weren't improving their spin rates with this stuff. Uh, of course they were. Yeah, I mean we already know that. Uh, yeah, I, I said this at the time when they got busted on the other thing. It's like don't be surprised if they get caught with something on the pitching end. Yep. Because isn't it interesting how guys come here and all of a sudden interesting. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe their uh, pitching coach is a wizard and maybe he's just, uh, providing a little juice for him. Yep. But either way, I mean, this is your new scandal. Focus on that. All right. If you're still hanging on to 2017, you're probably still hanging on to the date that stood you up in high school. You're worried about the wrong stuff. Yeah. Well, if they were using it, that's fine and dandy, but right now you can't say they are because they just went and shut down one of the most powerful offenses in the game. What? Two runs a game. Yep. That either that or they just knew we're going to use it as much as we can until Monday, and then. But I don't know if that was really happening. Yeah, I. I mean, if you're smart, you kind of wean yourself off it, right? Yeah. yeah. Like so, if you know you have until Monday, it's okay. I'm going to use it a little bit here just to get rid of used to not having it. And it's kind of like trying to quit drinking. So you know, tonight instead of drinking a whole bottle of vodka, I'm just going to drink a half. Well, and then next time I, I won't drink any, but yeah, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN is your number seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. It is funny how a lot of these guys are up begging baseball to let them go back to doing it. It's like eh, you might have to adjust. So, I it, and really they haven't changed the rule. If I'm not mistaken, the rule hasn't changed. They're just going to actually enforce it. Well. I mean, literally today, Jacob DeGrom, he pitched the first inning, and as he walked off the field, they checked his hat, they checked his glove, they checked his belt. Like, is this going to happen? I mean, how often is this going to happen now during games? We all, I mean, the big, what's baseball's big issue is speed of play, right? Now, are we between every inning, are we, are we stopping to take a minute to frisk every pitcher? I would hope there's a limit. Like, you get them once early, and then you get one other shot at them. And if you don't find anything, tough. I, I would say two two shots a game at the most. And it's funny because Dusty was talking about he if he thought the other pitcher was doing it, he wouldn't be the guy crying because then they'd be looking at his guys, which sounds to me like I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rat you guys out so you don't rat me out. Which also, let me tell you something: if you are a pitcher pitching today, and you said, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to risk it for one more day. You're a dope. No nobody's everybody's got brand new hats, brand new gloves. There there's no guys. no sign of sticky anything on any of these guys today. Yeah. They'll catch somebody eventually. Oh yeah, and, it and won't it, be today. It probably won't be this week. No. If I had to set an over under, uh I'm going to say a guy gets into his second start yeah. and after a bad first start, he's not doing well the second start, he makes a little trip to the bathroom. Here's the deal. I have kids. One of my, one of the big issues I have with my kids, it grosses me out, is when they brush their teeth, they don't rinse out the sink. So they'll they'll spit all their toothpaste mouth stuff into the sink and then not rinse it out. I, I don't understand how it's it's possible to not do that, like how you could just do that and be like, yeah, I'll just leave it. They do it all the time. And I'll say, listen, next time you guys do this, you're both going to be in here scrubbing the toilet, the sink, the shower, everything. Okay. About a week you got. That sink's looking good after they brush them. They rinse it. But eventually, they fall back into the old habit and just start spitting their nasty mouth stuff all over the sink and not rinse it. And then guess what? You you get you get lazy. Yeah. You think, oh, you think, oh dad, dad forgot what he said. Dad forgot he's going to make us clean the toilet. Eh, all right. All right, man. Do you just basically call all baseball players children? Yes. Okay. It's yeah. fair. I mean, it's fair assessment. I thought I thought it was good. But yeah, it's at some point though, especially if you get rocked a couple times. Like, let's say you go out today, you give up five runs in three innings. You're like, okay, 
Then you go out the next start and you give up three runs in the first inning. They've already got guys warming up. I'm telling you, when I go to that dugout, I'm going to get the sunscreen yeah. or whatever else I need. So that is pretty gross. People who don't clean sinks are gross. Like it's just not just toothpaste, but like hair when they shave and stuff like that. That's just, that's just gross. IOT H Town says uh, the White Sox ain't real. Jose Abreu and Scrubs. I, I disagree with that. The White Sox have pitching, and they got lit up by the Astros. Yeah, but which right now the Astros pretty much lighting up everybody. Yeah, but but the Astros didn't see their best guy in Giolito, but and Rodon and and Lance Lynn and Keiko. They they've got good pitching. Rodon pitched real well. He the did other night. That, just that's not just, quite well yeah. enough. And, yeah. and the but the Astros are good right now, man. Like and just because the Astros beat a team, even sweep a team, it doesn't mean that team ain't real. Yeah, you know if they play, they play four more games down the road. Who knows? You go through this stretch that started with the the Dodgers and the Padres, and they they split with the Dodgers. The Padres series, I, I told you, I was encouraged because those just crappy bullpen cost yeah. you two games there. You, you know, odds are you should have won one of those. Those are the two best teams at the time. Yep. And they've been playing pretty damn well ever since. And then he says, I'm talking offense, AJ. Well, then you factor in that uh, Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert are, are both injured basically all season long. I mean, you, you take – and the, they're certainly not as deep offensively as the Astros. I mean, you take away their second and third best hitters, you're putting them in a bad spot for sure. The fact that they are where they are without those two guys for the entire season is pretty impressive, if you ask me. Well, your Astros are also without Bregman right now, and they've been, yep. they've been without one major hitter almost the whole season. But that's the difference between a team like the Astros and the White Sox is the Astros' bats go seven deep. Right. The White Sox go three, and they're, they've, they're missing one. They're missing two. So and and really, Abreu's had to down. The White Sox offense has not been great this year. That's that goes to speak to, to how good their pitching is. That their offense is meh, and they're still one of the best teams in Major League Baseball. But the Astros got to that pitching, and that's what it's all about. You see that Kyle Tucker got sick with something and lost like ten pounds. How? And that's what I'm thinking. It's like my goodness, what? He, he doesn't have ten pounds to lose. Did his head fall off from this uh, disease? I think it's his left leg. I can't imagine Kyle Tucker minus ten pounds. He said he couldn't keep down water for three days. <sighs> Man. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. I'm living like a rock star. ESPN 97.5. 